Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Yeah, I'm very curious to see what exactly happened because the way she was sounding, that's intense. What's up? Welcome back to another episode of DX Daily. This podcast is brought to you by the good people at Hip Hop DX. And this is the place that we keep you up to date on what's going down in hip hop music culture. I am one of your lovely hosts, Asia Sky. And I'm your other host, A-Dub. It's Monday, and it's a brand new week, so that means brand new things to talk about. 50 Cent is working on his final full-length album right now. 2 Chainz's wife had a little bit of a back-and-forth with an Uber driver, and Kanye West is trying to make Donda 2 the soundtrack to human life. I'm not sure how that's possible, but we're going to get into it, all right? But before we do that... Please make sure to follow the podcast. Hit that subscribe button for us. Hit that follow button. It only takes like two seconds. We're going to pause so you can do it. One, two. All right, bet. Hopefully you did it. Thank you. Now let's jump into it. Okay, so let's talk about 50 Cent's music for a minute. Let's go back to 2003. Debut album, Get Rich or Die Trying, drops, of course, in the club. Biggest song in the world at that time. Number one on the Billboard 200 chart. 872,000 copies sold. If you ask me at that point, music career solidified. Like, you don't have to do anything else after that, if you ask Asia. But then, you know, 50 Cent went on to achieve even more. Like, if you go back to the 2007 album, Curtis, that debuted at number two on the Billboard 200 chart. 700,000 copies sold. And then 50 went on to put out more and more music. He hasn't really released a full-length project since 2014's Animal Ambition. And then I feel like that's when he kind of made that transition into TV and then just exploded from there. Like, it wasn't even, it wasn't even like a, um, I don't even feel like it was a subtle transition. It just went music, TV, boom, power's the biggest thing ever. Like, that's kind of how it went with 50. But... A lot of the fans are still wanting music from him. Yeah, I think with 50 Cent, like, he was good musically. It probably still is, but I feel like he don't even got to touch music anymore. Like, he could really just be set off of the power and all the books and all the TV shows he has going on. So for him wanting to get back into music or drop this next album, I don't, I don't know. I guess it's something in the artist in him that he just wants to accomplish, but I feel like he ain't even got to do it. Yeah, he really doesn't have to. And it's so crazy because music is this avenue for so many people. It's like the love of music brings you into entertainment, but then it really just becomes a vessel for you to do what you're really supposed to do. 
Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that same thing kind of happened with Jay-Z. Like, music was the thing, but then business is, like, where he just took it to an astronomical height. So I feel that way about 50 Cent and TV. Like, music was where we grew to love you. It's where you came in the game. But then in TV, like, that is 50's purpose, if you ask me. Like, especially mm-hmm. with all these different shows. Okay, let's 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 go through. So you have Power Book Two right now. You have Raising Canaan. You have BMF. You have Power Book Three, or is it Book? F- yeah, or is it Four? Power Force. Yeah, no, Power Force is Book Four. He got so many shows you can't even keep up with the number of them. Like, come on now. So yeah, he's got Force debuting in a couple of days. Um, the the series that's about Tommy from the original Power. Um. Mm-hmm. He had For Life on ABC, the ABC show. Like, 50 has so many projects going on right now in TV and film. Like, music is really, really on the back burner. Like, we can tell. And I think 50 should keep his focus on TV because with all of these TV projects he has going on, he sneaks his songs in there, and they sound so great for these projects. Like, there's been several times when I've been watching Power and I've heard a 50 Cent song and I'm like, dang, did 50 put this out? Like, is this unreleased? Like, what mm-hmm. is this this new 50 music? And I think it allows him to serve both of his purposes at the same time. So I think it's awesome. I think he should still stay focused on the TV and movies and just release the music through those projects, which kind of sounds like that's what he's trying to do with this new um with everything outside of this new album, according to him. Right, exactly. So uh, 50 Cent did take to his Instagram, and he said, Smile, my next album might be my last. He says, I terrorized hip-hop for 14 years. Don't believe me, Nielsen. The numbers will never lie, but I'm nobody's favorite. SMH, no, I'm top 10, dead or alive, and I'm not done. (laughs) Now, after he wrote that, which was about a month or so ago, he got on an episode of The Talk, and he clarified what he was saying in that caption. It was a lot of fun. You know, I had to to make... The song feel like Chicago. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, the easiest route to doing that would be to work for artists that are homegrown from Chicago. So I got Lil Dirk and mm-hmm. Jeremiah to work with me with the song. And we, we I did it a couple of times before I got it right, but it's right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I got to ask though, 50, because you started some buzz on Instagram last month when you hinted that this next album might be your last. Are you really thinking about getting out of music? Yeah, well, I, I probably think I'll deliver another full-length album, and then the other things that I do like be connected to the film and television in a different way. I'm, I'm cool. I'm having so much success on this area that I, I have opportunities to keep releasing music through the projects that I'm bringing. Exactly. Like, he couldn't have said it any better. Keep doing your TV and just put the music out through the TV shows. Mm-hmm. And even with the power theme songs, like, people love these songs so much. And it takes me back to, like, the 90s when the theme song was really a thing. Like, I feel like shows these days, they don't really have theme songs like that. They may have, like, a little bit of music they play in the beginning, but it's not really theme songs. But the power theme song, everybody knows it. And then um, with this latest edition of Power, like he said, he has Lil Durk and Jeremiah on the theme song and him rapping. So he's making these huge songs that everybody knows just by making the theme songs to his shows. So... Yeah, I'm going to be excited to hear this last album, but we know it's not the last music we're going to hear from 50 Cent, period. Yeah, exactly. All right, now let's talk about 2 Chains real quick, or 2 Chains' wife, rather. So she had recently taken an Uber ride somewhere, doesn't say where to, and 
Some sort of altercation ensued with the Uber driver and 2 Chainz's wife. Her name is Keisha Epps, and we don't know what they were going back and forth about. We really don't have very much context about this video, but it was a little bit of a heated exchange. Wait a minute. Halo. I'm afraid through the phone. I'm afraid right. through the phone. <laughs> she talking about spray him. What? What? Like with what? Bullets? Mace? Like? Yeah. Woo. We don't know what was going on there. But two chains. Um, he did step in. Well, he didn't step in physically. He wasn't there. But he did address Uber via social media. He said, hey, at Uber, we need to get this right. A driver was very disrespectful to my wife and kids and tried to put them out in the snow. Now, that's that's a little wild. And it makes me say what happened, because what was going on between the Uber driver and Keisha to make him say, all right, y'all have to get out the car. And what was going on um to make Keisha say, you ain't finna do nothing. You ain't finna do nothing. Like, was there some sort of threat going on for her to be saying, you ain't about to do nothing to us? And for her to be telling security to get her kids? Like, we really needed just a little bit more context with this video because this is a wild altercation just to get that little clip with no, no other information. Yeah, like, there's ha there has to be something that happened, like a backstory. I wonder why they haven't really said it, like, when they uploaded the clip, did the caption not say anything more? It was just the clip circulating around, or yeah, uh, yeah, I didn't really see anything with the clip. Uh, two change just put in the caption for the video. Hey Uber, we need to get this right. Driver was disrespectful and tried to put him out in the snow. That's all the context we got. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. So two chains, Keisha, Uber. If any of y'all want to give us the rest of the details on what happened, we are here and waiting. Um, Uber still hasn't said anything back to 2 Chains, which I also feel is like, why haven't y'all said anything? They reply to yeah. everything else you put about them on, on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Please DM us so we can resolve this matter. Well, they didn't oh, say right. they didn't say anything here. So I don't know. We, we got to hear. We got to hear more details on that one. Yeah, I'm very curious to see what exactly happened because the way she was sounding, that's intense. Yeah, something had to go down. But we'll keep you posted on that if more information comes out. Now, let's talk about Kanye West. All right, so I feel like yet another day goes by. We need to, like, check a box for each day of the year that we talk about Kanye West on DX Daily leading up to this album. Like, I'm convinced Kanye is really a mastermind that just says and does things every day. Like, okay, yep. Press is going to eat this up. More promo for the album. I feel like he's doing the Birdman hand rub and just laughing like an evil genius somewhere. Like, yeah. ha, I got him to talk about me again. More Always. promo for the album. But, yeah, so as you know, he's working on Donda 2 right now. And Atlanta, Brett, um, and Atlanta producer Digital Nas recently did an uh, interview with Rolling Stone, and he just spoke on the parameters that are in place for Donda 2 and the vision for what Kanye wants this album to be. Yeah, he goes on to say in the article, he said, we learned a lot from Donda 1. We learned what hit. We learned what was sticking. So we took from there. It has to be able to be played at four major moments in people's lives. That's crazy, right? He says, these are the directives for the album. He says, if it cannot be played at a funeral, childbirth, graduation, a wedding, it will not be on our record. Simple, easy, just like that. And mm -hmm. I love this so much because I love the reflection from the first album to the second album in the Dondaverse or whatever you want to call it. Like, 
it's one thing to just say, all right, we're putting out another project, we're putting out the sequel to it, but to say, no, we we saw what things stuck with people on Donda 1, and we're going to go more towards that concept on Donda 2. And I think that's important because it was so many tracks on that project. It's like, we're not going to feel everything. We're not going to relate to everything. And in this interview, Digital Nas spoke on the fact that Kanye wants this song to be the soundtrack to life, to human life. So in order for that to happen, humans have to relate to it on every level it can't just be something rich people can relate to it can't be something that just people struggling on the grind can relate to like it has to be something for everybody up there that we can all relate to on a human level so um, with these parameters in place I feel like it's a possibility that this could happen that it could be that soundtrack if they really stick to that dedication but on the other hand, it is being executive produced by Future. So it depends on how futury the album is, if you get what I mean. Like, as far as the content influence that Future would have. Now, Future is just the production influence, like literally just helping the, how the song sounds sonically, then maybe it still can be. But I don't know if Future. I don't. Do we even know, like, how really involved Future is right now? What is Future doing? Is Future at the board? Is Future writing songs? Like, I want to know exactly what Future is doing in the Donda 2 project. Yeah, I want to know, too, because it's really not clear. Because when I hear executive produce, I am picturing, like, he's, I don't know, recording, mixing, and mastering, or having his input, or... Or they just slapped that title on him and he just did something different. I don't know what happened, but right. I don't know his involvement. Yeah, because the executive produced by Future thing, I don't I don't know if does well Future has the capability to make the soundtrack to human life. I feel like March Madness <laughs> March Madness could be worthy of being on the soundtrack to human life. So maybe Future does have that capability. Maybe I'm selling him short. And by no means am I talking about future's music when i say this i'm just saying future as an executive producer so yeah but either way i do think donda 2 has the potential to be that if they stick to these parameters that they set that digital nas says that kanye set and i haven't felt like kanye's music um has been the soundtrack to life since maybe like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy days 808s and heartbreaks college dropout like all of that everything that came before Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, I feel like very soundtrack to lifey. After that, I feel like great music still, but personally, I didn't feel like, oh, this is Kanye is speaking my life. Like, I haven't felt like that in a in a quite a while with Kanye. Love the music, but just haven't felt that same, oh man, I really feel I see me in this music. Like, I haven't felt that in a while. So if I can feel that here on Donna 2, I'm ready. Yeah, I completely agree. Like with before Donda 1 came out, I was hoping, like, a little bit of hope that it would be, like, some old Kanye to some of those albums that you mentioned. But we got a different way. But Donda 1 is still good. But it would be interesting to see Donda 2 come back of, like, bringing that quote-unquote old Kanye back type of thing that we resonate with. But we'll see. We will. We will. And I think that's a good note to end on today. That will conclude this episode of DX Daily. As always, subscribe to this podcast on all platforms, wherever you're listening to us at right now. Also, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, too. That is Hip Hop DX. And be sure to follow us on all of our socials, like our Instagram, our Twitter, and our TikTok at Hip Hop DX. Yes, you can also follow us on all social media. I am at Asia Sky on all platforms. And I'm at A-Dub on everything, too. And we will see you tomorrow with more daily news. See ya. Yeah.